Welcome to the Persian and the Poets. Yeah. Yay! Here we are. I'm actually yeah. drinking fortified wine and you've got whiskey. <laughs> so let's cheers it. Okay, cheers. Cheers. Yay. Cheers, guys. And uh, so we've got, as usual, two poems that we're going to do. One original of mine that Ramak has just finished the translation of. And then we're going to do one poem of Rumi. Now, in Western world, he's known as Rumi, but in Iran, what is Rumi usually known as? So Rumi, yeah. we call him Molana in Iran. Molana. So, okay. Yes. Okay. But if you hear Molana, we're talking about Rumi. If you hear Rumi, we're talking about Molana. Uh, and we're just going to do one of his. It's a ghazal. Um, if you're not familiar with that, that is a form of poem, um, much like you've got sonnets, you've got villanelles, and a ghazal is a type of poem. Before that, the first thing we're going to share, as always, is a poem from Cameron Simmons. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> which I translated in Farsi. Yeah. And I hope you enjoy it. Come into me. Not in the way a man comes into a woman. Come into me as only a woman can. As only you can into me. With dark chocolate eyes melted by the scorching heat of desire seeping into the gaps between my rusted armour. With lover hips swinging past my fear-thin defences. Come into me as only a woman can. I open my mouth to your tongue, Farsi washing over me like magic spells. Enter me as I enter you. Yes, yes, yes. Look, a tiny bird in the cage of my heart is held hovering by the steady, strong wind of your devotion. Listen, it's singing, singing a song I've never heard before, a welcoming song, full of wellness and coming. And this song cannot be unsung. Come in, come in, come in to me as only a woman can, as only you can, into me. به درونم بیا به درونم بیا به مانند تنها تویی که میتواند با چشمان شکلاتی تیرت که با گرمای مهی به میل صبح شده به رخنه های جوشن زنگ زده من رسوخ کن و با نوسان عاشقانه کفل هایت دهشت های کوچک مرا تسخیر کن به درونم بیا به مانند تنها زنی که میتواند 
دهانم را باز می کنم برای زبان فارسیت که مرا به سانه جایی سهرنگیز مسهور کرده مرا به درونت راه بده آنسان که من به درونت میآیم آری 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 نگاه کن پرنده ای نحیف در قفس سینم جا گرفته معلق در هوا در بادی سهمگین از دلدادگی تو گوش کن پرنده کوچک آواز میخواند آوازی که نشنیدم آواز خوش آمدگویی مملو از سرخوشی و سلامتی آوازی که سروده نشده بیا فقط بیا Yeah, it's beautiful. When I listen, you know, I there's just a few words I know. You know, of course, suddenly when you go Farsi, I'm like, oh, I know exactly where it's at now. I know. <laughs> yeah, oh. so, but Which otherwise... Which is scary and then, and when then, I'm trans. Oh, he doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Ari as well, like Ari is... Ari, yeah, Ari means, yes, 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 Ari, that's right. Ari, so Ari, I knew that a little yes, bit. Yes, so. yes, yes. It's nice for me to try and just link these two things in my mind together as I hear them. Yeah. So. so that was a, such a beautiful poem of you, Cameron. Mm, and yeah. I'm not saying that because I love you. <laughs> I'm saying that because that was so beautiful. Yeah. And I feel so connected to this poem. And mm. I had a really great time mm. during translation. This oh, poem. that's so nice. Well, I, then for me, I mean, I'm. this was... Pretty much one of the first poems I wrote to you. I think it was my third poem that I wrote to you. I so think it was yeah, pretty early so, on, yeah. and um, yeah, I I'm really happy with it. And I, I I did one thing that I do is once I get the Farsi version, um, we put it in Google Translate. And also by then I can with the Google Translate, it's often a very bad translation, but at least I can sort of tell whether. Ramak has got the right intent. I can sort of see, oh, I th- you know, whether she's understood it or not. So yeah. the thing that, but Because sometimes... Because metaphors and stuff yeah. can be tricky yeah. sometimes. Yeah. But, uh, but then sometimes some of the lines that come out of the Google translation, I sort of quite like. They're sort of funny. So like in my poem it has, with lover hips swinging past my fear-thin defences, the Google translation of the Farsi version comes out with... With the romantic swing of your buttocks, <laughs> conquer my little horrors, and I just, I just thought that was like it's Ooh. so bad, it's so daggy. Well, actually. I sort like, of, but at the same I time, that, I quite like it, you know. With the romantic, romantic butt, swing of okay. your buttocks, conquer my little horrors. <laughs> so uh, I didn't say that, okay? <laughs> no, but like, can that's you prove the, it, guys? That, that's the Google Iranians. Translate, <laughs> right? And even just at the very end, instead of saying "come into me," it says. Come on, just come on. Like there's something really like, come on, like come on. Yeah, it's funny with Google Translate because what am I doing during the translating his poems? I put it in Google Translate first and it does give me a roughly idea, which mm. I I know the idea actually, mm. but it does just like put it, put it in the sentences and give me the idea, which is yeah. sometimes is so funny because, you know, Google <laughs> yeah. Translate built to just translate the formal and... Unformal and simple stuff. Mm. So, 
and it just get confused. What the hell are they talking about? Like yeah. this is is so. Well, also yeah. because I mean, poems use grammar in a different way. They use form in a different way. So often, just yeah, Google Translate just doesn't deal with it, you know. And you're, yeah. and also, I think you were saying from the Persian perspective, you use more poetic words that Google is just not familiar with in the same yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. If you say like, yeah. "Hi, my name is Ramak," it yeah. can translate it properly. Yeah. But if you use the other words and a bit like the complicated words yeah. to Actually, introduce yourself, no way. It doesn't so, work. Yeah. Uh, one little story. Um, I wanted to write a note in Farsi to a book that I was giving to Ramak. And, um, and you know, I just had to put it <laughs> oh, to Google yeah. Translate because I was like, you know, and because it's in a different script, I can't really check it. So I just put it in. I'm like, I hope it comes across okay. And so just it was a little uh, a little love note, just uh, like an inscription to the book. And I printed it out and put it in the front of the book. Um, and she was like, oh, that's really beautiful. I just don't understand the last line. It sort of ends with complementary and alternative medicine. That's what it was. So basically what I'd done in Google Translate is I'd put in my name, you know, love cam. And it interpreted CAM not as my name but as an acronym for complementary and alternative medicine. Maybe that could be my tahalus. Tahalus, yeah. yeah. Do you want to explain a tahalus? Tahalus actually is something, is a name uh, Iranian poets normally, like they do it contemporary poets mm. do, but most I've of the it. time like, yeah, yeah mm. like the... Most classic, traditional traditional and classic poets, but they still do it. Like they put this name on themselves to just, um, if they want to be unknown or even if they want to just Mm. sometimes mention their names in their, their poetry... Uh, no, but, and in English, you describe it as a pen name um, or a nom de plume. Yeah, so it's or maybe maybe even it's like a hip hop name, like your artist name that you. Yeah, use. it yeah. can be. Yeah, it can be like yeah. as an artist, you can have that name anyway. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah. So one of the things about the gazelle is that the traditional ones, their final, to, the final couplet often mentioned the name of the poet. So it actually had the tahalus in it. Is that tahalus. So? Tahalus. Yeah, no, it's tahalus. such a really hard word. And you're doing really good. I'm really proud of you. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so the, the gazelle often had the tahalus in it, which I sort of, reading it when you read it in English, it's often a bit weird because suddenly it's like it uses the, you know, the author's name in there. It's very like hip-hop. I mean, hip-hop does yeah, it all but the time. It's, yeah, but it's so different vibing. Yeah, us, that's so, right. Which is interesting. Yeah. So let's move in to Mr. Rumi. Yeah. All right. So do you want to give any basics, like maybe a bit we, of history? Maybe I don't know. Maybe when we finish, we can do that. Or... All right. Let me get the poem ready. So this is a gazelle this is by a, Rumi. Yeah. Yep. Should we just do the poem? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Bauman sanama del yekdelekon. گر سر ننه هم آنگه گله کن مجنون شده ام از بحر خدا زان زلف خوشت یک سلسله کن سی پاره به کف در چله شدی سی پاره منم ترک چله کن مجهول مرو باقول مرو زنهار سفر با قافل کن ای مطرب دل زان نقمه خوش 
این مغز مرا پرمشغله کن ای زهر و محزان شعله رو دو چشم مرا دو مشعله کن ای موسی جان شبان شده ای بر تور برو ترک گله کن نعلین ز دو پا بیرون کن و رو در دشت تو با پا آبله کن تکه گه تو حق شد نه اصا انداز اصا آن را یله کن فرعون هوا چون شد حیوان در گردن او روزنگله کن I want to be one with you, my love. I am like a madman. Tie me with the curls of your hair. But if I do not give myself completely, then complain. You have withdrawn with the holy book in your hands. Come and read the book I hold inside my heart. Learn to walk with those who know the way. You are the musician of the heart. Fill me with your divine music. You are radiant like Venus, brighter than the moon. Charge me with your glance so my eyes can shine with your love. Can't you see that your soul is like that of Moses? Do not remain a simple shepherd. Leave the flock behind and walk barefoot on the sacred ground of Mount Sinai. Your cane cannot support you on this path. You can only lean on truth. When we decided with Cameron to mm. share a poem from Molana Rumi, mm. it was a bit challenging for me because he's such a big person and, you know, he's got reputation in Western culture. Mm. And I'm like, oh, should we really do that? Because, you know, mm. just like everybody has idea about Molana. Mm. But yeah, and we couldn't find the really right translation of his poems. Mm. Yeah. And that was a thing, uh, uh, at least for me. Yeah. And as I researched, we researched, we realized that who's doing the, who the recently, the famous poet who did his, uh, who translated his poems in English was a, a poet from America, mm. Coleman Barks. Okay. And the Coleman Barks, yeah, he actually introduced Rumi to the Western culture. But when I went to the, uh, his translation of his poems i realized that actually this is so pulp fiction pulp fiction yeah it's so pulp fiction and it's like pop like pop i'm just i don't know if pulp fiction makes sense but it's more like pop versions pop, pop version populist versions yeah just made this. it really simple to the like right. the the popular popularity of people can yeah. understand it okay. but the dips of uh, Rumi's poems is not about that, unfortunately. Mm. You know, 
in the end of the day, he did a really good job because, you know, at mm. least he introduced Rumi to Western culture, which, like, he translated massive poems of him. Mm. But in the same time, it's such a pity for me because... Mm. That's not roomy for me. That those translation, you know, when you mm. find it in a Pinterest or like, right, yeah, is not is not him. But yeah. I don't know why he interpreted in that. And, yeah, I was thinking. You know? but, well, I was thinking about this because, like, the the from what I've heard you talk about Rumi, yeah. is that that it, it is so innately rhythmic. Like, they're always rhyming couplets or they gazelles. You know, he is innately poet and always uses that rhyme and rhythm. Yeah. Um, but yet in English, often we don't get any of that rhyme or sometimes there is rhyme. But So I was thinking the equivalent would be... Now, this is a really... Uh, sort of the wrong type of example, but Dr. Zeus is it completely known <laughs> for rhyming yeah. poetry, right? <laughs> That's so right. it's like if Dr. Zeus was translated into Farsi without any rhyme. Mm. And you would go, but that's not Dr. Zeus because Dr. Zeus rhymes and he rhymes mm. all the time. <laughs> um, and, and so you might get the, 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 the content of Dr. Zeus, but if you're not getting the rhyme, then actually you're not capturing one of the core essences of what Dr. Zeus is about. So from, from what I've been hearing from you, yeah. it's like that's what you miss. When you read it in English, mm. it's like where is that intrinsic factor of Rumi, which is so much to do with rhyme and rhythm. And because the other thing I know yeah. about Rumi is that, I mean, rhyme and rhythm, rhythm is actually a really important part because part of his spiritual practice, it is about trying to connect with God through poetry but through dance and through music. And, of course, that is all rhythmic. Uh, the dance and the music is innately rhythmic. And so it's completely linked together that he's yeah. actually, his poetry is rhythmic because the dance is rhythmic because the, because the music is rhythmic and they're all linked together. That's oh. right. And, you know, uh, Rumi using music, Mm. dancing and poetry mm. um, as a path to connect to the God. You yeah. know, last week we, we were talking, we shared about Hayam and talking about mm. his poetry. And I was, I was saying that, like, you know, his poetry is about, like, drink wine. <laughs> wine, it means wine, okay, not God. <laughs> but um, Rumi, it does say that. Rumi, it does say that about like connecting to the God. He does talk about connecting yeah. to the God, mm -hmm. which is Sufism come from that part and, you know, yeah. all of these things happen in the so world. So I'll just say for people him. that maybe they know, but like the Sufism is sort of the mystic version of Islam. So, um, and, uh, and essentially Rumi was the father of an entire, um, I don't know whether you'd call it like a religion or sect really. So what are they, the, is it the Mevlani? Does that sound right? What's that? The Mev like, the people who follow Rumi, the Mevlani. I think it's something like that. Maybe the pronunciation. Yeah, maybe it's different. Help me, what guys. What do you What do you call people that follow Sufis. Rumi? Sufis. They're just Sufis. Okay. Yeah. Or. But I know there is an order that you know do the Sema in in uh, they do in Turkey Sema, and yeah. stuff. Like it's really. Yeah. So what's his poetry come from? Is because he was so he mm. was reaching God through dancing, music, and poetry. Mm. And what it happened, like, Samok came from because of his poetry and dancing with the special music to reach a God. And it's and that's act for me as an Iranian has got, like, the not really 
um, true interpretation in Western culture. Mm. Because, you know, the music he was using, the music is all like Iranian or I can't say big Persia because it, yeah. he, he was an Iranian, okay? He was Persian. Mm. I'm Iranian, but he was Persian, mm. which is like Persia. It was a really big area, which was like including even Turkey, even uh, Afghanistan. So Rumi actually like was born in Afghanistan, but he actually lived a lot of his life in what we now call Turkey. But he was a Persian because it was all part of the Persian Empire. Yeah, he, yeah. and he, he was a speaking truly Farsi. Yeah. And, you know, in his poetries, um, mm. you can see some Turkish, some Arabic, okay. even some mm. Greece, which is, like, really interesting, but right. mm. just a little bit. But, you know, for me, like, you know, it's, it, it was interesting when we were talking about that because, you know, mm. sometimes when you read the book, so Google, the people fighting together, like, oh, he's Iranian. No, he's from Turk, he's Turkish. Or he, he, he's not well, belonging to anybody. He belongs to everybody, anybody to can understand him and get connected to his poetry. So, um, yeah, so all of his... Poetry was about connecting to the God through these three simple things, music, poetry, and dancing, which Sama, uh, I actually maybe I explained that for those people, they don't know. Sama is a kind of really like, what do you call it? Like, how can I explain Sama? Oh, well, basically it's a dance that is designed to connect you with the divine and connect you with God. So yeah, it's okay. it's not like full free dance, um, and most Westerners would know know those people as the whirling dervishes. So dervish, um, darovish, you or call, dervish. yeah, we call yeah. them dervishes, um, and they're known for the spinning dance. So that's right. And I I don't know as far as what I've read, there might be other dances, but really that is the focus. No, Samo is a famous and the main one, and. Mm-hmm. And a spiritual dance, as Mitra was saying, yeah, yeah. The spiritual dance, which is unfortunately like re- not recently in the past couple of years, it's forbidden in Iran oh, because really? you know, uh, Molana wow. in Iranian culture is like a god, like it's like his books, his Masnavi and his books is like a Quran in Iran. So, obviously, the Islamic mm. government they don't like him and they start to just you know, they squeeze the um, the communities and oh, yeah. yeah and push the people they follow Mulana and Rumi and because yeah wow. it's it's not good for them wow and this Darovish which is Sufis and Darvishes in Iran they yeah. really in a big trouble now because wow. you know um, they are not believe they do not believe in Quran they believe in um, Rumi, which is like he's got his yeah. own Quran and wow. the way of connecting to the God, because mm. Quran is the way, is a book, a holy book to connect to the God. But mm. now Rumi is just he kind of like in poetry world, he brought mm. his book mm. to connect people to the God. Mm. And when I was reading all about Rumi, and for me, uh, dance has been really important. That uh, when uh, my marriage was ending like four years ago, five years ago nearly, um, I was having terrible anxiety and I was really dysfunctional in so many ways. And I found dance as the most beautiful and powerful therapy I could do. Mm. Um, 
And so for me, like, I don't know if I'd quite call it a spiritual practice, but it was an incredibly profound practice that I found. And so reading that, and interestingly, sometimes I find it hard to connect really embodied actions like dance to poetry. But for me, it's been really interesting to read about Rumi that he connected dance and poetry. And then often mm-hmm. I was reading that often his these things that he was saying were often said while he was dancing. I don't know if... Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. That yeah, that he would dance and he and would be speaking as he danced from that, what I call ecstatic state, from that from that God-divine state. Yeah. And, so and for his me, Masnavi actually is a book for Sufis to follow it, to get connected to the God. Right. You know, it's a pathway to get connected to the God, they, to the God and they're teaching from that book to how we can get really... Uh, how we can, you know, the finding love from God actually, mm. and which is which is really interesting, you know, is like, and this person was living like seven seven hundred years ago or something. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's another story. But for me, like, it's different from Khayyam, but because Khayyam was for me, his poetry is totally about like, take your time, mm. and everything is gonna be, it's nothing is gonna be permanent so right. take your time and drink your wine but in Rumi's poetry for me he doesn't talk about that he just say like you know mm. he everything is about God and loving God I thought maybe because we've been going for half an hour I thought maybe I will share with you my favorite Rumi poem now I've loved this probably about a year ago I discovered this um well, actually, no, it's nearly exactly a year um, because, oh, yeah, so yeah, basically yeah. I, um, I didn't know Ramak, um, but I was the designer for this uh, local magazine um, and they always have a feature artist and Ramak Bamzar was the feature artist. And you know what? This you were wearing in the photo <laughs> shoot. So in the photo so shoot you were wearing yeah, that. Yeah, and... So as the designer, I had to like feature her and double page spread and also the cover and back cover were to be her artworks. So I had to go through this photographer. I was like, oh, who's this photographer? Checking out all her artwork. And yeah, of course. She's had, cute. Yeah. Well, she's like, man, she knows how to take <laughs> photos, you know. So like all these gorgeous photos. And there are a couple that I really loved that used mirrors in a really interesting way. And so I thought, I actually want to use those photos for the front cover and the back cover. And on the back cover, I could really do what I wanted. And because they had these beautiful mirrors in in amongst nature, I I thought I'd be great to, you know, okay, so, you know, Ramak's from uh, Iran. And I'm like, oh, maybe I can find a quote that really fits in from Rumi because I knew Rumi was a Persian poet. So I just sort of did this general search on Google, you know, Rumi quote with mirror. <laughs> and, um, and it came up with this one uh, poem that has stayed with me so much. But So what I did was I used that as a quote on the back cover of the book. And I remember you got back to me saying, oh, that's a lovely quote. You know, yeah, it's a beautiful definitely. choice. But and I wasn't believe it's from... Right translation from Rumi. But well, it's it was an English. In English. It's an English translation. Yeah, definitely. Um, so this is. So we actually couldn't find the original Farsi version, um, and we, we no. The first part we could definitely confirm was Rumi. Second part we couldn't exactly even confirm it was Rumi, but we're pretty sure it is. Um, but we couldn't find the original Farsi. Yeah. But 
it has been a really it's, it still lives with me this poem and it's full, so full of mystery so here it is this is my favorite Rumi poem in English We are the mirror, as well as the face in it. We are tasting the taste of eternity this minute. We are pain and what cures the pain. We are the sweet cold water and the jar that pours. Soul of the world. No life nor world remain, no beautiful women or men longing, only this ancient love circling the holy black stone of nothing, where the lover is the loved, the horizon and everything within it. Cameron know he knows something in English from uh, Rumi, which oh, yeah, yeah. do you want me to finish with that? Yeah, okay. So finish with that. Look, then... I don't speak Farsi whatsoever, um, but um, you know I love poetry and I um, I know a few words. I've just picked up a few words here and there. Um, uh, but I thought I'd love to try and learn a poem in Farsi. So, uh, so Ramak selected a short one for me because I said, just give me a short one. <laughs> so you found this short one and it's a Rumi poem. So uh, <laughs> the story about this, the first time I did it for, uh, for some friends, Farsi speakers, <laughs> they were like, yeah, we didn't really understand what that. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> so hopefully... Um, you will understand me. Uh, so here we go. All right, here is my first poem that I've ever learnt in Farsi. Here we go. Chashmanet Rabiband, Arshek Shor, Hemanjabiman. Close your eyes, fall in love, stay there. If you're liking this, recommend the podcast particularly to friends that you think will uh, like it and engage with it. So they're poetry lovers, Persians, lovers of Persians, lovers of Persian poetry, all of the above. <laughs> Cheers for Rumi. Bye-bye, everyone. Um, Bye, guys. See you next week. See you next week.